superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, ready? Let's go! The Rich Eisen Show with guest host, Andrew Siciliano. That's actually the real way to say it. When people say my name properly over the phone, I thank them. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It's over! The Rangers have won the World Series! We battled all year, we battled all postseason, and finally reaping the awards of it. Earlier on the show, Jets running back, Brees Hall. Coming up, host of The Rich Eisen Show, Rich Eisen. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Andrew Siciliano. With our number one headline today, White Lotus picked up for year three. Yeah. Booked your travel to Thailand, Thailand. right now. Let's Thailand. Go. Let's Everybody, go. 17 hours direct flight from Los Angeles. <laughs> Let's, go Let's go right now. Used to be the longest flight on earth. No longer is it offered. Random airline facts that... <laughs> If you, uh, yeah, spend too much time around me, you would get far too often. We're not going to do that here. Welcome to the Rich Eisen Show. Rich will join us coming up in about an hour, live from Germany, where this week there will be football made in Germany. Not soccer made in Germany, the old PBS show that I used to watch in the 80s. Football made in Germany. Football is soccer. Soccer is football. Whatever. It's the game of the year. It's the game of the week. Of the year, the Chiefs and the Dolphins, who have not beaten anybody, the Dolphins, that is, nobody, in Germany, in Frankfurt, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, NFL Network, and NFLplus.nfl.com. This show is on the Roku channel. We thank you for watching, streaming live for free on the Roku channel, listening on Sirius, on Terrestrial Radio, wherever you might be watching or listening to this program. We thank you, and we thank you kindly. 844-204-RICH. Did I get it right? Did I get it right? 844-204-RICH. Thank you. 844-204-RICH. Yeah, 7424 okay. if you can't do the letters with the numbers. <laughs> Who can't do the letters anymore? You could do it. They're on every phone. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Are, are they? Actually, they're not. Are they? Hold on. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, still. Yeah, there's still one there. Still. Now, oh, could you dial a rotary phone? That's different. Could you, you still do that? Those? Long Beach 619 you know, or something like that. We can't, they don't get that. I, yeah. is, is that a movie we could talk about on TV? The Godfather. What? Oh, that. I'm sorry. So you're going it was somewhere on. else. It was on Showtime last night. Yeah. 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 You know what like, I'm watching right now? The I'm watching the uh, the, the, the Netflix Gotti uh, oh, doc. I watched the first episode. There you go. I watched good. it too. A lot of people got killed. A lot of people died. Oh, my God. I can't believe they killed so many people in the first episode. John Gotti. Anyway. R.I.P. Paul Castellano. I know. I mean, oof. Go to eat it. Uh, wow. What was the name of the steakhouse? I hell, I did a show Sparks. called Sparks. The Justice yeah. Report that was actually just a pilot of like eight episodes, but it made the air on like the CWs and everywhere. It's also now on streaming platforms, like because we only did eight of them and it, it lives in perpetuity. But we did an entire episode on the Paul Castellano, John Ooh. Gotti hit or John Gotti hitting Paul Castellano that an entire episode. I had very dark lighting, chiaroscuro, I believe is the right phrase, and I had a dark suit and very 
bushy yeah, eyelashes because then it comes a little bit over the top and me staring, Ladies. you know, looking like, sounded like Robert Stack staring into the camera. Nice. Anyway, I digress. Do you have a trench coat? No, there was no trench coat. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it was not in one of those films. So Tufo watches. Um, oh, hey! Oh, hey, I kid. Oh. Comedic foil. Chris Brockman, Michael hey. Tufo, TJ Jefferson. Uh, good day to each and every one of you. TJ, what's the look? Why the long face over there? Oh, nothing. I'm just, I, well, during the break, we were celebrating. I was celebrating because at the beginning of baseball season, oh. I told these two guys yep. that Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom would be World Series champions by the end of the year. And they are. And they are. It wasn't with the team I thought it would be, but hey, I'm just saying. They didn't do anything. Recently, it was Shankowski, too. Like, they did nothing, but I was not wrong, so. Congratulations to Jacob DeGrom, World Series champion. No, in all seriousness, like I, I love Jacob DeGrom. I, I, I wish he they got rings, was man. still pitching. I wish he was part of it because he would have made it better, right? Um, and, you know, Noah Syndergaard's twin, Jankowski, is out there filling in for Adolis Garcia. And in all seriousness, I, we weren't going to lead again with baseball, but we'll do it. Congratulations to the Rangers. I hate the narrative. I said this last hour that no one watches baseball anymore. It still gets millions and millions and millions of viewers. And I wish there were more because the Rangers are a great story. So are the Diamondbacks, by the way, for that matter. You had two teams that didn't qualify for the postseason until the final Saturday of the season. The second to last day of the season, as Rich loves to say, the penultimate day of the season. And they were there at the end. Rangers are a great story. I'm happy for their fans. Truly happy for their fans. Matthew Stafford, big Rangers fan. Everybody from the Metroplex, known as Cowboys fans. Every now and then get behind Dirk and the, and the Mavs. Baseball fans. So many, so many players come from the state of Texas. So many players in the majors grew up as Rangers fans, believe it or not. And, uh, yeah, they won. And it's a great story. And please don't let the narrative be. Nobody watched it. More people should have. Dive in and learn these stories because there are great stories there. Let's flip ahead. If we could, push ahead, flip ahead, move ahead, whatever, to TNF coming up tonight. I said before, I like Will Levis and the Titans. I am now regretting that selection, but I do think they hang in it. I think they could win tonight. They are in Pittsburgh to face the Steelers, and this is a huge one for the Steelers at 4-3, and three, heading into the mini-bye because it's a TNF game, and they're the home team that always has the advantage on Thursday night. If they can get to 5-3, and three, they get Green Bay, then two big AFC North games on the road against the Browns and against the Bengals. So this one is huge for the Steelers who do not have, most weeks, a professional NFL offense. Now, last week they did. They ran the ball well with both Jalen Warren, who I don't think is going to get fined this week, and with Najee Harris, right? And they found a way to, to at least look like a real team before Kenny Pickett got injured in the first half. They want to complain about the officiating last week. Mike Tomlin opened his Monday presser by saying, we're not doing that. We will not complain. Winners don't do that. That is not how we're going to operate. I, I did sit there. I was watching with Rich on Sunday and watch Mike Tomlin, watch everyone get fired up, listen to Deontay Johnson after the game saying and asking aloud, how much were they paid, meaning the officials, they clearly wanted us to lose. He is going to get a massive fine. 
Massive fine. It's one thing to say, I didn't like that call. It's another thing to say, they were paid to work against us. I think Deontay Johnson is going to get a, I don't call it a record fine, and I don't know if there is. I was going to look it up. I don't know if there is actually a structure there for player fines for comments of this level, but what Deontay Johnson said last week is as bad as it gets when it comes to officiating. They were paid, and they wanted us to lose. He must have forgotten the fact that the Steelers beat the Rams when Kenny Pickett rushed for a first down that everybody in the building, including Kenny Pickett, and I guarantee you, including Mike Tomlin, knows was not a first down. So the hypocrisy from the Steelers, yeah, that roughing the passer call, I didn't like it either, guys. I didn't like it either. And the offsides on the field goal at the end of the half, I see why you're mad. I do. You're probably right. I see where you were mad. But really, do you not have the sense of awareness to understand that the week before you didn't necessarily deserve to win? Kenny Pickett did not get a first down the week before. Didn't happen. Didn't get it. And it's a bit of a loophole that that wasn't challengeable and that it wasn't an automatic booth review from upstairs. Now, in the, which was it, the Ravens-Cardinals game on Sunday, there was, a, there was a, like, hey, buzz from upstairs, you need to fix that spot. And afterwards, the official said, we were buzzed from upstairs and we fixed the spot. So it could have been done. They just chose not to do it in the Rams-Steelers game. So that's my little rant on the Steelers complaining about officiating. They clearly have the edge tonight. They're at home, clearly. But if, for whatever reason, this offense isn't going well, this national spotlight game with Pickett banged up, even though he's off the injury report, it's going to be interesting, let's just say, how Al and Kirk play this if you hear the fire Canada chance mm-hmm. in the building. Brooke Pryor did a great pre, uh, piece on, on ESPN.com this morning, a long piece about why the whole fire Canada thing has taken off here, maybe more than in other places when you're not necessarily the fan base, isn't necessarily in love with a play calling or an assistant coach or a head coach or whatever. Um, it is a thing in Pittsburgh. It is a thing. Um, That's what I will be looking for tonight. Heading into the rest of the week, the quarterback injuries and the quarterbacks that are being forced into duty, it it is the most bizarre list of quarterbacks that we have ever had midseason in memory. I don't know that we've ever had a more bizarre list of quarterbacks midseason, not week 17 or 18 in December when seasons are over and guys are on IR and teams are folding it up early to prepare for the offseason. Because that's always, that's why, for example, your fantasy league does its championship week 16 and not week 17 or week 18 now with the expanded schedule. It's because teams unload and empty the benches at the end of the year. Let's go through the list. 
Before we do that, let's play Deshaun Watson earlier today because there's still uncertainty who's going to start against the Cardinals. And there's uncertainty who's going to start for the Cardinals. But is it Deshaun Watson? Is he back this week? Or is it P.J. Walker? What chance do you think you have of playing this Uh I'm not even sure. Just following uh, the medical protocols and, uh, uh, you know, we'll just go from there. Is there a chance, Deshaun, that this is part of, you know, the ramp-up period to get you out there in practice? Uh, or does this mean that since you're out there in practice, you have a really good chance of playing? No, I mean, it's part of the process. It's part of the, the protocols because um, you can't, cannot throw it and just go out there and just try to play a game. So, uh, you know, it's just part of the process, and uh, we just take it day by day. All right, so if Deshaun doesn't go, it's going to be P.J. Walker again. And this would be his fourth consecutive start. He is two and one. They are two and one. It's more than just a one-man band. And the defense and the special teams have done the job. Um, it would be P.J. Walker. Phillip, as some in Cleveland call him. P.J. Walker. Deshaun Watson threw yesterday. Alex Van Pelt, the uh, Browns offensive coordinator, said that he looked better throwing the ball, better velocity in practice than he did two weeks ago when he started in Indianapolis, hit his head, hurt his shoulder, and then was pulled from the game. Um, Deshaun admits that it, it feels a little bit better. Um, my gut tells me Deshaun Watson is going to play Sunday. Uh, he wouldn't be on the podium on a Thursday. Um, he, he, he didn't have anything um, on his shoulder yesterday when he was throwing. No wrap, no brace, no extra padding. You're not going to get hit in practice, but it was free and clear. Now, is he going to be throwing a fastball 90? 5, 98? Probably not. Is he going to be the guy that has to paint the corners a little bit more to use a baseball analogy? Maybe. Don't know. But I think he's going to play. So let's assume that he plays. There will be seven rookie quarterbacks playing this week. Anthony Richardson's not even on that list because he's out for the year. We have Will Levis starting tonight. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud obviously. Then you have Tyson Bagent for the Bears. You have Jaron Hall for the Vikings, fifth-round pick out of BYU. Before the season, he was known as Jaron Hall, really good, really good athletic quarterback from the athletic family and a BYU legacy who played good ball there. Um, now he's known as Puka Nakua's college quarterback. <laughs> Jaron Hall, Clayton Toon, Toon could be playing the rookie quarterback out of Houston for the Arizona Cardinals, although I think Jonathan Gannon's being coy, and I think it could be Kyler, but it could be Clayton Toon. And then Aiden O'Connell starting for the Raiders. You could have those seven rookie quarterbacks throw in Taylor Heineke, throw in... Very possibly Brett Rippon if Matthew Stafford's thumb doesn't heal. It's all about swelling. He didn't practice yesterday. Sean McVay said that if it means a game time decision 90 minutes before kickoff and he didn't take a single snap in practice, if the thumb is okay, he would play. He would play. I, some with the Rams are, are joking. I, I heard this, that, you know what, if – if the Packers get the ball first and the swelling goes down in those 10 minutes when Green Bay has the ball, pff, Matthew Stafford, that's, if that thumb gets better, he would play. 
But it could very well be Brett Rippon with somebody named Dresser Wynn backing him up. Is that a real person? Dresser Wynn is a real person. Dresser wow. Wynn. Dresser, like where I put dresser. my clothes in my bedroom. <laughs> yes. The dresser. Dresser. Oh, okay. Dresser Wynn. W-I-N-N? W-I-N-N. Not like the casino. Not, the, Not like uh, Spurgeon. Not like Spurgeon. Got it. Nope. All, all I do is Dresser. Win. All you do is win. Have yeah, we no ever had a, a nah, more I mean. bizarre week of starting quarterbacks? Let me give you that list one more time. Clayton Toon, Jaron Hall, Aiden O'Connell, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, rookies, Will Levis, rookie, Tyson Bagent. Throw in Brett Rippon and Taylor Heineke. And maybe P.J. Walker. Gardner Minshew. And a Gardner Minshew as well. This isn't week 18. <laughs> it's week 9. What a bizarre list of starting quarterbacks this week. Wasn't last year the record for quarterbacks played in a season? Wasn't there something like 60? We go through this list every year and I get NFL research on it. I, I'm going to get NFL research on We're it. already at a very high number there. of quarterbacks played. And if you go back to week six, when P.J. Walker and the Browns beat the Niners, at that point, P.J. Walker was the first third-string quarterback to start a game. The first. And obviously now, that's changed. That's definitely changed. People have said, well, Tommy DeVito, I think Dan Daniel Jones is cleared to play. Da Tommy DeVito, Syracuse legend, Jersey legend, is not going to be forced into action this week. But what a wild list. Like, it makes you grateful, like, if you're a Seahawks fan, to have a Geno Smith, right? It makes you grateful if you're, if you're a Commanders fan to have Jacoby Brissett backing up Sam Howell, if need be, right? And, and by the way, we're not even taking into account that, what's his name, Taysom Hill took a lot of snaps last week. Behind Derek Carr. Anyway, I digress. And that's with Zach Wilson, by the way, who's the second overall pick, starting behind Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mentioned Aiden O'Connell. Coming up, you would not believe what the Raiders did today to Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> you, or maybe you would. <laughs> the chicken hawk? Coming up, what the Raiders did today to Jimmy Garoppolo. And we'll hear from their new head coach, Antonio Pierce, what he had to say about 90s hip-hop. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mike Del Tufo over there, when Justin Hartley of This Is Us was here on Friday, he planks weights on his back. Okay, there he is. Putting plank after plank. That was a 45-pound. He waves on more weight. See, come on, let's get some more. <laughs> right? <laughs> Del Tufo really sees this and he goes, I could, I could do that, is what oh. he said. And Mike, he said, and, no, he said, he said he, would do, he said he would do 145. <laughs> now we took that. When you say when he can do 145, how much weight do you think that means? Just off 145. Plank. Right. No. <laughs> One plate that weighs 45 pounds. Get out of here. How long do you say you can do this? A minute, come on. All right, here we go. Michael, get off your knees. Go to right spot in your mind now. Go to right spot in your mind, buddy. Come on. Look at him. All we see is the finish line, baby. All we see Coach is him up, Herb. That's Coach him up. See. Victory is simple, baby. Ooh. Right uh -oh. now, uh -oh. don't worry uh -oh. about okay. the body, baby. Our mind's controlling our body. Our preach, body Michael, preach. our mind. We got this, baby. We got this. We gonna show the world. That's what you're about, Mr. What do we got? Show the world, baby. Don't worry uh -oh. about it. Just only 24 seconds. Don't worry about it. Flatten out, Don't worry about it. Right? You got two blocks out. You right. got two blocks gone. Halfway home. You got two blocks gone. You Halfway got two home. more go. All see, just see that finish line. Look at the glory. Look at your chest touching the tape. Get your chest on that tape. Look at you, baby. 20 you're seconds coming to go. In. You're coming in 20 seconds, baby. You can finish this, man. We can do this. I do that every day, people, at the gym. I can't tell. I do it. I do it. Wow. Um, that was amazing. I I'm sorry for the radio listener, but for the TV, the Roku listener or watcher right there, we were playing an old tape of, of Michael Irvin putting how much weight on your back there, Del Tufo, to do the plank? 45 and then you can put it 45 and a 25? I think Chris put like? 10. 45 yeah. and a 35? Something Either like way, that, that, that wasn't a, a real plank. <laughs> But, I mean, wow. your rear end was pointing straight up in the air. Like, my physical therapist would be yelling at me, that's that's not a plank. What is this? That is, I don't know what this is, but it isn't a plank. Whatever this is, is not a plank. I digress.
Uh, you killed him. Andrew Siciliano sitting in for Rich Eisen, who joins us in roughly one hour live from Germany, where um, eight-hour difference, I think. Is it eight or nine? Eight. It's eight hours. Chris Brockman, Michael Del Tufo. Andrew. TJ Jefferson, I'm told by Mike Hoskins in my ear that it is a nine, yeah, nine. hour on, difference. No, it's okay. not. It's 624 p.m. Oh in Frankfurt right Nobody now. Nobody cares. I was just asking oh, okay. out loud. I thank you. No, no, I, I, do, I thank you for answering. What I'm saying is there are people right now in their car going, Andrew, why are you doing this? But you answer the question, so I thank yes. you. That came out wrong. No problem. If we were in a relationship right now, I would say, I'm so sorry that came out wrong. <laughs> thank you. Okay. I mean, I feel like sometimes. I am so sorry that came out wrong. You know what also came out wrong? <laughs> what the Raiders did on Twitter today. <laughs> now. We've talked about this in the past. I believe we spoke about this about three weeks ago. How very often the social media department in any building, especially for an NFL team, is is not on the same page, nor even in the same room or building sometimes, it seems, as the rest of the employees. And now sometimes the social media department does something that maybe the coaching staff or the football operations side is like, oh boy. The social media department means well and a lot of times especially during the summer they pre-build tweets and posts right they say hey we're gonna schedule all of these it's employee number one's birthday so we're gonna build a graphic happy birthday employee number one or employee number 10 you'll see where i'm going in a second and they build the graphic and they just schedule it to post right so so and so's birthday is the second of november Hey, intern from local university, can you, during the summer, build all of these and just put them in our schedule, right? So they're going to go out. They're going to go out on that day. The Browns, for example, I remember this because it was awkward a couple of weeks ago. Happy birthday, Michael Dunn! Not Michael Dunn. Was it Michael Dunn? It was an offensive lineman. Michael Dunn's still there. He's on IR. Whomever it was, is a guy they had cut that morning. But the happy birthday tweet went out later that day. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong. Maybe it was a different team. Regardless, you get my point. Can we put on the screen, please, what the Raiders did this morning? Happy birthday, Jimmy Garoppolo. Join us in wishing Jimmy Garoppolo. Join us in wishing <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo a happy birthday. There's the bench. There's the bench. Your flowers and your cake are over there on the bench <laughs> at last check it has it's not getting ratioed but it is close <laughs> it has 6,000 likes and 2,000 replies now many of those replies might be hey we wish Jimmy were still starting many of those replies might be wow is he handsome I wish I was there to celebrate his birthday but many of them are Raiders what are you doing doing you just bench the dude and then you're wishing him a happy birthday this is one of those the social media department is not on the same page as the football department <laughs> but it is the right choice this was great someone just posted a picture of a bench obviously but it's in wrapping paper so it's like here's your gift <laughs> it's a bench here's hey <laughs> where, where where should we send the cake to the bench <laughs> or or to the building Right. Listen, it, it's I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he can still play. There's a clipboard. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think I think that teams should have 
tried to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. After that game, I'm driving home Monday night, NFL Game Day Final, yours truly, Steve Weish, to the post-game show. And we're talking about, over and over again, what are the Raiders? They're 3-5, and five, what are they? They get the Giants and Jets coming up at home. Those are both winnable games, by the way. Even with Jimmy Garoppolo and with Josh McDaniels. And that's what I said Monday night. They, they get the New York, New York home games, not the hotel and casino, but the New York, New York back-to-back. If they win both of those games, which they could, regardless of coach and quarterback, they're 5-5. Five and five. They're kind of in the middle of it. But the team that we saw Monday night, they're not good. So what do you do? Well, what Mark Davis did was fire everybody. I fell asleep Monday night around 9 o'clock. Don't, I'm sorry, Tuesday night, 9 o'clock. My phone starts ringing, 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 ring. Bzz, 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 bzz. At 10 o'clock, I look at it. Oh, boy, they got fired. Makes sense. Now, I initially thought they got fired because Josh McDaniels went to Mark Davis Tuesday morning and said, I am benching Jimmy Garoppolo. And that may turn out to be the reason why. Because if you're Mark Davis, you say, then why am I paying him? You told me to write a huge check for Chandler Jones. That was a disaster last year before anything happened off the field this year. You told me to write a huge check for Devontae Adams and trade away my one and my two. He's great. But we're still not. I wrote a huge check to you. I wrote a huge check to you. And now, after writing a huge check to Hunter Renfro that you can't even give away, we're three and five. And you want to bench this guy who isn't very good, at least not in this current setting. And I wrote him a huge check as well. And if you bench him now, it's Derek Carr all over again meaning we're going to put you on bubble wrap on the bench to eat your birthday cake because we don't want you to get hurt, and then we're stuck with the bill next year on your contract if you're injured. Why am I writing all these checks? We're going backwards. And that's why Mark Davis blew the whole thing up. He has not spoken on camera, but here's what he said to ESPN.com, and he also spoke to The Athletic last night via phone. Unfortunately, I had great hopes. It just seemed we were going in the wrong direction. So with the trade deadline, I felt it was time to make a change, time to make a move. Now, here's the biggest mistake Mark Davis made. He fired them after the trade deadline. Six hours after the trade deadline. Some will tell you it's because he spoke to players in the locker room. I think he did before as well but made that decision after speaking to players in the locker room, after speaking to the coach and to the GM, and decided to blow it up. You should have done it first thing Tuesday morning and then told Champ Kelly, your new general manager, here are our walking orders. You can handle the trade deadline. Do as you please, but just know we're turning this whole thing over. Again, why do you let your new coach and your new GM handle the trade deadline? It makes no sense because they handle the trade deadline with their interests in mind as well, right? Not saying they're selfish or misguided, but they're handling that deadline, assuming that they're moving forward, running this ship, steering this ship, driving this car, whatever you want. Do it before the trade deadline so that Champ Kelly 
or whomever you want making those decisions can aggressively try to unload assets. That's where Mark Davis messed up. It didn't make any sense. And if you go back and you watch Josh McDaniel's press conference at roughly, it was right after the trade deadline. It was like 1.15-ish Pacific, 4.15 Eastern time. Remember, they, they landed late. Monday night game, you land late, right? Everyone's in the office half asleep. So he came back in, and somebody asked him, not, hey, is Jimmy your quarterback? Because there seemed to be some uncertainty on the postgame podium Monday. The question was, you mentioned Aiden O'Connell, is seeing more of him this week an option? Kind of a half-arsed way of asking, are you benching Jimmy, <laughs> right? right? I'm going to back in there. Eh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's like, well, honey, what, what, what do you kind of want to do tonight? <laughs> right? One of those. And he said, guys, guys, like, like I haven't even talked to the players yet. I haven't talked to the player. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about that. Like, I haven't even talked to the team yet. It's like, whoa. He didn't say, guys, Jimmy's my quarterback. He said, guys, I haven't even talked to the team yet. And I texted Tony immediately. He's benching him. He is benching him. And then someone said, hey, what about the trade deadline? And Josh goes, Hey, like I, I kept checking with Dave. Like we're past, we're past it, right? Like you looking at the phone. We're past one o'clock. No, I think we're good. I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we did anything. But like, kind of laughing. Like I came down here waiting. Like, are we? You know, they were still very much in charge. Is my point at one o'clock? Very much in charge. And you let them go through the trade deadline. You can't do that. Now a Raider fan may push back and go, like we're screwed either way. What does it matter? But if you had made it known. And I know the contract is bad. You could have Jimmy Garoppolo right now because we're benching Aiden. O- we're, we're benching him for Aiden O'Connell, and we don't want to put him on the field because of the injury and the financial risk for next year. He's not gonna. He's not gonna play again. Mark my words. Jimmy Garoppolo is done as a Raider. Fair or not, good offensive line or not, good play calling or not, he's done as a Raider. You could have called Arthur Smith or Kevin O'Connell. Someone threw out last night to me I thought was interesting. Call the Bucks, And I said, really? Because I think Jimmy is just handsome Baker. No, he's gone to a Super Bowl. I'd say he's better. But someone made the point, well, would you rather take Jimmy over Baker now? I said, I don't know. They said, okay, but you at least have that $11 million option for him for next year. Like, it's reasonable, it's affordable. And if you don't want them next year, then flip them to somebody else. They'll be your market in the offseason. It's a tradable contract. I'm like, okay, fine. As I said before, if you are, if you are the Vikings, are you rolling with Josh Dobbs or Jimmy Garoppolo? Exactly. Hmm. Antonio Pierce. I like him a lot. I don't know if he has a shot. To be the head coach, see. but like Rich Basaccia a couple of years ago, with far more NFL coaching experience, obviously, than the, than the former Giant linebacker. Um, you never know. Here's what he had to say. It's a new chapter. It's a new era. It's a new mindset. What is that mindset? It's that of the rate of pride, the commitment to excellence, and making sure our alumni, our fan base, and Raider Nation – are proud of what they see on the field. What does that look like? Tough, passionate, effort, 
energy, that enthusiasm that you see when we all watched our kids and these young men who are now pro athletes play when they're in Pop Warner, having that love for the game. I'm sure there'll be questions about why, how. Those all get answered. But this is about the players, this is about the Raiders, and this is about this organization. And we're tired of losing. It's not a good feeling. We're a production-based business. We're about competition, being competitive, and play with an edge and a swag and a certain confidence that we walk out that damn tunnel that everybody watching TV can see it and a product on the field is something we're proud of. Like Antonio Pierce, loved him as a player. Um, Don't know if he's going to be a good head coach. Don't know. Got a first-time play caller as well on the offensive side of things. Have no idea. Although I did think, we have the other one, that this was cool. The short story, the matter of fact, is I grew up in Compton, California. I was born a Raider. I was born with the Raiders rolling in the Coliseum in L.A. I was rolling with NWA, talking straight out of Compton, rocking Raider hats. So when the opportunity came to work with Josh and Pat Graham and Dave, I jumped on it. So that's what set me up for this. I was born this way. That's awesome. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, that's yeah, cool. That's really I mean, cool. How, old, how old is Antonio Pierce here? Is he, he's, he's a little bit younger than me, right? Yeah, Antonio Pierce is 45. Yeah, like, we're basically yeah. the same age. Like, same era. We're all kind of the same age. Uh, that's cool. Yes, I was the suburban wet kid that listened to NWA. I was. And the original one, too. Before Straight out of Compton. The NWA and the Posse cassette. Go back and find that one. Oh, a lot of the straight out of Compton stuff were just remixes, TJ. You know this oh, of yeah. the original yes. cassette. Original See? album. This guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> right. Well, after your MC Light thing last time you were here, I'm not surprised by your hip hop knowledge at all. Hey, MC Light. I mean, yeah. I'm the one who thinks that the DOC was better than Snoop. I'm just saying. Well, the DOC had he not been in that car wreck. That's what I'm getting to. Snoop's different. fantastic. Sorry, that was me. Do you understand that the DOC is the one who helped Snoop come up with the way his he rhymed, his yes. rhyming style? Not a shot at Snoop. I, no, I no, love Snoop's Snoop, and man. I hope he he tweets Matt Canada stuff tonight because it'll make for better content. Tomorrow. But shout out to the DOC. Yes. Right. No one knows the DOC. They need to. Google the DOC. Seriously? The his album, as good as, I mean, it's not as like the greatest album of all time, but best forgotten hip-hop album. Okay, real quick, I don't even want to interrupt you. Back in uh, junior high, we used to have to write poems for mm-hmm. English class. I used to, some, somehow I got a hold of the DOC cassette. I would take his rhymes and write them down like I was writing poems, and I'd turn them in in English class, and I was getting A's on my stuff. So, you, and no one knew the DOC, so you just ripped the DOC <laughs> stuff off and handed it as your own what work. What grade was yes. this? Wow. I was in junior high at some point. Wow, that's <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> The poor man's rock him. Unbelievable. With only one album. One album. Only one album. It's it was like doc, one hit company. wonder album. But he did appear on some of the original yeah. NWA stuff. And that's how we tied it in together. Anyway, where was I? I hope Antonio Pierce does well. Champ Kelly almost got that job ahead of Dave Ziegler. But then you, you put Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels together as a group, as a unit. And uh, it didn't work. It, look, we, there are a lot of ways to go with this. We can go down the long road of um, uh, it's another Belichick assistant who uh, fails miserably. I, I guess if you want to go there, 
that's fine. I, I, I think what you should look at is this is one of the cases where Josh McDaniels um, might have matured as an individual and as a head coach and, and probably um, was better than he was last time in Denver. But last time in Denver still did happen. It, it, and I know there's a lot of reaction out of Denver yesterday saying, we told you, we, we, we told you what a mess it was here. I don't fault Mark Davis for trying. Josh McDaniels is a charming, likable dude. You ever, you ever met him, ever talked to him? Never had the t- pleasure. Awesome dude. Truly charming, likable guy. Really. Um, but then you get behind closed doors and you hear other stories as well. Yep. About this guy and then the coach guy. Two different guys. And it didn't work out. I don't know that he's going to get another shot. I think that ship has sailed. He'll be a, a great coordinator somewhere. But what is confounded, which is dumbfounding, is that he was never able to get that offense to work. Now, last year, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing, yards from scrimmage. Devontae Adams put together a great year. This year, it, 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 it was awful and ugly to watch. It really was. They're the only team of the NFL whose offense has yet to score 20 points in a game. That's wild. The only team. Wild. <laughs> and you want to take it a step further? Just for comparison's sake, the fighting Gardner Minshews and Anthony Richardson, he started four games, finished two of those four, have scored 20 points in every game this year. But Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and Jimmy Garoppolo, and Aiden O'Connell for that one, and Brian Hoyer for that one, have been unable to score 20 points offensively in any game. Shane Steichen is scheming it up and finding ways, and Josh McDaniels is not. Period. End of conversation. Coming up, to create some separation between now and when Rich will join us at the top of the hour, we'll tell you the latest on Michigan. Because it's getting even juicier. You're watching The Rich Eisen Show. My name is Andrew. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Kevin Hart, why didn't security let you onto the Philadelphia Eagles podium after they won the Super Bowl? Listen, listen, Rich. uh, uh, First of all, 
uh, the haters, Rich, that's the thing, uh, the haters, and they couldn't see me. If they would have saw me, uh, then they would have known who I was, and I would have been right up there with the Philadelphia Eagles bringing in the good times and year uh, because, you know, it's celebrate, celebration time. And I say, uh, the next time, I need you all to know who I am because I'm the biggest star on the freaking planet. Like, it's me and The Rock. That's it. It's me and The Rock, Rich. That's it. It's nobody else. Incredible. Uh, I'm about to sell out the solar system. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. And The Rock says... I'm just playing good. <laughs> no, go ahead. Do you do a rock? The Rock says, Jabroni, you see, Rich, Rich Eisen, The Rock, the Brahma Bull, sitting here, you're talking about Kevin Hart. Why did he get, why did he get uh, escorted away from the Philadelphia Eagles? That's because he was drunk, Rich. <laughs> he was drunk, Rich. The Rock doesn't drink. The Rock, you know what The Rock does? The Rock has a juice. The Rock has a cleanse. Because every day at 2 p.m., I said 2 p.m., The Rock <laughs> drops a deuce. That's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, another good one for you. Uh, I'd like to ask Jason Statham, uh, what, what do you think about the NFL's new targeting rules to make the game safer? Let's see here. In the game of football, you have to be really, really rough. And if you're rough, that's when you get a good show. Now, if you're not rough, then it's going to be a little pansy. So I think they shouldn't do it, because I don't like pansies. I hate pansies. You know pansies, people I beat up in my films. I beat them up all the time. And you know what I do after I'm finished with them? I sit on top of their bodies, and I have sex with me, girl. <laughs> Again, that took a turn. That uh, took okay. a turn. All right, it is the Rich Eisen Show. Hi, my name is Andrew, and I am sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, which is, as you know by now, but if you don't, you're about to find out because you need to know. It is furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. I know you guys have talked about the um, Michigan sign stealing Connor Stallions thing here a bit. I know Rich is a Michigan man. I'm not saying anything now or about to say anything now that I would not say if he were here. I'm not going to take unnecessary pot shots at Michigan. I guess that is my disclaimer before I give you the latest news. I mean, you could. Trying to get Pete Thamel, I could, but I won't. I'm not one of these anti-Michigan fail to the victors people. I'm not one of those people. However, there is new news. I was trying to get Pete Thamel on, new friend news. of the program today. New news. <laughs> um... <laughs> Trying to get Pete Samuel on today, but he is on his way uh, to Alabama. But here is his story on the ESPN.com today. And I read from it. A vast majority of the Big Ten coaches expressed frustrations with the ongoing signal stealing investigation in Michigan in a video call. How many cameras were actually turned on with Commissioner Tony Petiti Wednesday, sources say to ESPN. The call, I'm going to paraphrase here, was a 90 minute call. 30 minutes with Jim Harbaugh, where they did the normal Big Ten business that you would do the coaches on a conference call with the commissioner. And then Harbaugh got off the call so that they could talk about Michigan freely. <laughs> according to five sources familiar with the call, according to Pete Thamel, a chorus of voices encouraged Petiti to take action. The call described as intense and emotional. Quote, collectively, the coaches want the Big Ten to act right now. What are we waiting on? Somebody said, we know what happened. The Big Ten has a call scheduled with the athletic directors for today. 
the NCAA has been investigating, you know, the Connor Stallions thing, stealing signals, whatever, more and more stuff is coming out. The coaches, Thamble says, laid out to Petiti, who was hired in April, just how distinct of an schematic advantage Michigan has held the last three years by illegally obtaining the opposition signals ahead of time, as has been alleged. Coaches use the words like tainted, fraudulent, and unprecedented to describe Michigan's signal-stealing scheme on this call. Much of the call, according to sources, was coaches explaining to Petiti both how it worked and how it impacted them and their programs. As you may or may not know, both in-person opponent scouting and using electronic equipment to steal signals is not allowed by the NCAA. According to one source to Thamble, people don't understand the seriousness of it, how it truly impacted the game plan. To truly know if it's run or pass, people just don't get how much of an advantage that was for Michigan. One coach on the call, I take it back. Let me re- read this the right way. There was anger interspersed throughout the call, according to Thamble, as one source described the sentiment as, quote, every game they play is tainted. Hmm. Sources describe Petiti as listening carefully to the coaches, but not tipping his hand in what direction he may go. Sources express curiosity as to whether or not the Big Ten is truly interested in taking action or just listening so coaches feel that they are being heard. I don't think the Big Ten understood how upset everyone was, said another source. The tenor of the call was asking the Big Ten to show leadership. The conference and the president's unprecedented violation, they say. Now, the Reddit detectives, the Twitter detectives. These guys are amazing. Whoever are they amazing. Are. Incredible. I also, I also know as a reporter here, and as somebody who, who deals in breaking news quite often, when you're on the air and you're dealing with Twitter or you're dealing with people texting you things that they saw, so much of it turns out to be wrong. That said, there are there seems to be evidence now that a younger-looking, clean-shaven Connor Stallions was on the Michigan sideline as early as 2018, standing behind Jim Harbaugh and coordinators. He wasn't hired until 2021 or two, whatever it was, recently. He was in in our armed services stationed in California and has said on his LinkedIn page that he would fly back and forth on his own dime. Okay, but there he is on the sidelines in 2018. Now, is it plausible that he might have been the really sharp kid who, hey, I like this kid. Let's bring him in. You know what? He's got a good eye for things. There's nothing wrong with that, guys. There is, and I'm going to defend Connor Stallions here. There is nothing wrong for having someone on your sideline that's really good at looking across the field and picking up on stuff. Every team has that. Every team has that really sharp kid in the building who's able to look at tape and figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Right? These games are all on TV. Every team has that. There's always that guy. The coaching intern, the analytics intern, the equipment kid who's really good at that. Hey, you know what? Let's make sure he's down there. You see something? Okay. There is nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing.
Every team does it. Every team's got an edge. You know what? And a lot of teams have edges that they don't even know, or, or tells, rather, right? You watch a game, and we're fortunate, fortunate enough to do this with former players. They sit there going, hey, that tackle's back in his stance. It's a pass, right? He's up in his stance. It's a run, right? I could see, by the way, that wide receiver is lined up, what this is going to be, right? We're lucky. We get to sit with former players. They call stuff out. All day long. That's why Tony Romo's Tony Romo. All day long. Exactly. Tony. And it's a blast. And we're lucky to have that window, by the way. Cool. It's awesome. One of the best parts about my job, hands down. Um, That's one thing. It's another thing to have this guy fly all, all over the country and tape stuff and come back and do it illegally. That is cheating. Period. End of conversation. And don't come at me, Michigan fan, by saying, your guys are just bitter. All the coaches are bitter. It's more than that. Oh, yeah, maybe they just don't like Arbaugh, right? Maybe some of it's karma. Come around. You don't like the way you get treated? All right, we're going to come back at you. But I already got stuff on Twitter. Pete Thamel, Ohio State hack. No, he's not, dude. He went to Syracuse. Yep. <laughs> went to Syracuse. Sure did. All right. People in the comments know yep. everything. <laughs> Bleeds orange. Okay. Not scarlet and gray, buddy. Hey, I think Pete was a senior when I was a freshman. Uh, yeah, I didn't overlap with him. Pete, Pete I didn't overlap with me. you. Yeah, he didn't um, overlap with me either. Or maybe we, maybe, did Pete and I overlap for one year? Maybe. Maybe one year. Yeah. Either way. Uh, Pete's in his 40s, and he went to Syracuse. Yep. <laughs> not Michigan, not Ohio State. So, listen, I, I do think this is something here, and I want to tie it into the Raiders as well because I, I know people are already saying, Jim Harbaugh is going to be the next head coach of the Raiders. I think he'd be a great head coach of the Raiders, by the way. Sign stealing or not, he's, he's a good coach, period. Final. I mean, he's a good coach. Everywhere he goes, he wins. You're going to try to tell me that at, at San Diego – he had, he had a 15-year-old Connor Stallion stealing signals for him. <laughs> he, he didn't. By the way, that would be incredible. That would be, <laughs> that would be incredible. that came out. <laughs> right. What if it turns out Connor's his godson? Right. <laughs> He's been bringing yeah. him up all this time. What if some baby-faced Connor Stallion's running up and down in USD gear? Like He was at San Francisco. Right. He was at like Stanford. He was, Connor, Connor Stallion's was a ball boy for the Colts. Jim Harbaugh's <laughs> a hell of a coach, and he'll be a hell of a coach wherever he goes. I don't think it's Michigan next year. And the question is, if he goes to the NFL, will, as our friends at NFL Network, our insiders reported a couple of Sundays ago, the league discipline him. There is the Terrell Pryor precedent. But at the same time, Antonio Pierce is right in the middle of the NCAA scandal at ASU. But he was hired at one in the morning. So the Raiders got away with it.